This is Charlotte Donlin, and you're listening to Hope for the Lonely. Learn more about my first book, The Great Belonging, and my other writing and work at charlottedonlin.com. This weekend, I spoke at a conference for moms here in Birmingham. I knew the woman hosting the conference, Dr. Alicia Ellis Cox, but I didn't know any of the other speakers or anyone else in attendance. My session was on loneliness and motherhood and how stories can be a balm for our loneliness and help us connect with God, others, and ourselves. My talk was scheduled for after lunch, and all morning, I was trying to figure out if I could pivot and speak about another topic. All of the speakers before lunch were encouraging and positive, and they included photos of their kids in their PowerPoint presentations. Loneliness isn't the most encouraging and positive topic, and I forgot to include photos of my kids in my presentation. I didn't even mention my kids in my presentation. I was going to be asking the women to explore a difficult topic, and I was going to be asking them to use stories to connect to God, other people, and themselves. These are good things, but it would require them to take some time to listen to what was going on inside their hearts, minds, and souls, and that can be a difficult thing to do. So I was trying to figure out how to get out of it. I was going to be the Debbie Downer of the whole conference, and that made me uncomfortable. I was worried that all of the women in the room were going to just stare at me and that none of them struggled with loneliness. A recent study found that more than half of the adults in the United States struggle with loneliness, but what if the women in this room were all from the percentage of adults in the United States who don't struggle with loneliness? What will I do if they just sit there and the whole thing flops? After going through my mental Rolodex of topics I felt qualified to talk about, depression, bipolar disorder, making space for brokenness, and how to walk with others through hard times, I realized all of my topics are difficult topics, so I might as well use the presentation I had prepared and practiced for the past several weeks. I reminded myself God was in control and said a quick prayer, asking Him to use my words in the lives of these women, somehow, some way. So after a beautiful lunch of grilled whitefish, lemon risotto, roasted squash, and salad greens with walnut vinaigrette, I walked up to the front of the room, faced several tables full of women I did not know, and talked to them about loneliness. And it all worked out. It went really well. This wasn't a Christian conference, so I was particularly sensitive to other faith perspectives during my talk, and I tried hard to make the information relevant to anyone, even non-Christians. But while this wasn't a Christian conference, Alicia had told me most of the women in the room were Christians— So I was interested to know if this was a topic any of them had ever discussed before. After establishing with the group that most people struggle with loneliness, then sharing examples of the types of loneliness women experience in motherhood, then asking the conference attendees to take a few minutes to discuss with each other some of the ways they have experienced loneliness in motherhood, I asked if anyone there had ever spoken with another person about their own loneliness before that day. Not one woman in the room had talked with anyone else about the loneliness they had experienced before coming to this conference and being stuck in my talk on loneliness and story. Not one woman. So being at this conference and speaking about loneliness there encouraged me to keep doing what I'm doing. This is an important topic that Christians should be addressing. We can stay silent or we can discuss it, and discover we aren't alone in our loneliness. In the online anonymous survey for this podcast episode, 
All of the responders said they were Christians, and all of them said they had struggled with loneliness. They responded to questions asking how they find hope in their loneliness, which scriptures inform their take on loneliness, and how their relationship with the triune God impacts their experiences of loneliness. Here are some of their responses. One person wrote, I definitely believe wholeheartedly that without God, I would have killed myself a long time ago. It's a comfort to know He speaks to my innermost lonely brokenness when, through His Word, He calls me His child, His beloved, cherished one. I know He hears my cries. Another said, The fact that God exists in relationship tells me He intends for me to do the same. Joy is found in relationship. I think God can meet my needs, and He also intends for people to meet some of my needs as well. People should not be idolized, but healthy relationships are good. We were not made to be alone. Someone else wrote, Knowing that I'm not unique in my loneliness gives me hope when I'm feeling lonely. And another person wrote, They find hope through singing hymns and worship songs and being with others in worship. This person also said, Talking with close intimate friends or family about my circumstances and feelings also helps, as does reminding myself that God knows my heart and mind and is steadfastly walking beside me through whatever is at work in making me feel the way I do. One person shared that many of the Psalms and scriptures from Isaiah inform his or her views of loneliness. Some verses shared are Psalm 38, I'm sorry, Psalm 34, 18, which says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 38, 9, that says, All my longings lie open before you, Lord. My sighing is not hidden from you. And Psalm 84, 11, that says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. I won't read all of the verses this person listed, but here are the um, scriptures if you want to look them up. Isaiah 30, 18, Isaiah 44, 1 through 5, Isaiah 54, 1 through 5, Isaiah 56, 3 through 8, Isaiah 62, 4, and Isaiah 64, verse 4. Other responders shared various verses as well. So I will list all of those in the show notes for this episode if you'd like to know how God's Word has provided encouragement to other Christians who struggle with loneliness. The main point I wanted to make in this episode is that it's normal and common for Christians to struggle with loneliness. Believing in Jesus and the gospel of grace will not protect you from all forms of loneliness. If you are a Christian and you struggle with loneliness, you aren't alone. You are one of many members of Christ's body who also struggle with loneliness and isolation. And you have a God who is near to the brokenhearted. I try to stay away from listing any quick fixes to loneliness because every person is unique, every situation is unique, and I don't want to claim to have loneliness figured out. As I've said a few times before, loneliness is complex. It means different things to different people at different times, and those meanings can shift based on circumstances and seasons of life. But I do think it helps to hear how others experience loneliness and how others find hope. So I will continue to do this podcast, and I will continue to share responses from the anonymous surveys. 
And right now, I will also share with you a few things on the power of story that I shared at the conference I spoke at this past weekend. Thanks to technology and social media, we are more connected now than ever before. But most of us still struggle with feelings of loneliness and isolation. I believe stories can be a balm for our loneliness. When we engage stories, we become more of who we were designed to be. We develop more empathy for others. We see the world around us with more clarity, and we are able to connect with God, others, and ourselves in more meaningful ways. All right, I'm going to take some time to touch a bit on that last statement. When we engage stories, we are able to connect with God, others, and ourselves in meaningful ways. One of the ways stories help us connect with God is by recognizing God's larger stories and noticing how our own personal stories fit inside His story. I'm a Christian, so I usually approach this from a Christian faith perspective while thinking about God's story of creation, the fall, redemption, and restoration. If you aren't a Christian, I hope you can still relate to this on some level as you think about connection with some higher power or some larger force or even some sort of larger common good. There is evidence of the larger stories all around us that our personal stories can fit into. One example that I hope even non-Christians can identify with is how our personal stories connect to the cycle of the seasons we experience in the natural world. We all have winter seasons where things seem cold without any discernible growth. We also have spring seasons where we see new growth emerge and new worlds open up before us. We have seasons of summer when there is a brightness in our lives and very little evidence of darkness or brokenness. And we have autumn seasons where things start to fold back up. The light isn't as bright, and we know the cold is on its way. Which season's story are you living right now? What was the beginning? What is the middle? And what ending do you want? Stories help us connect with other people by providing themes and storylines that highlight things we might have in common with other people and by helping us develop empathy towards others. Stories can help us connect with ourselves through raising topics and feelings we might be avoiding or suppressing. Have you ever wept during a movie and your emotions caught you completely off guard? You needed that story and those characters from the film to help you get in touch with your own feelings and inner reality. Our lives are made up of stories, and our individual stories are linked to others' stories, and they are all wrapped up in God's larger stories. I believe engaging all of these stories helps reduce our sense of loneliness and isolation. I'll talk more about how stories help us connect with God, other people, and ourselves in future episodes, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening to Hope for the Lonely. Learn more about my writing and work at charlottedonlin.com.